Welcome to Data Driven Recruiting. In this podcast, we talk about strategies and techniques for leveraging objective talent data to improve hiring processes. Well, welcome back to Data Driven Recruiting. My name is Sophia, and here is my co host, Tigran Sloyan. Hi, Tigran, how are you? Hey, Sophia. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. This is our first time doing this remotely from home. I know, right? Those those are the times today. Like everybody is working from home, including us. Uh, but of course, that doesn't stop us from filming and recording another episode of the data driven recruiting. Because I feel like now more than ever, uh, people are in need of advice and in need of. Uh, some you know experience yeah. sharing around how to do this better so right right we can iterate much faster if we can share advice and tips and experience and mistakes as well so yeah so what what he'll be you know so we're based in san francisco area so of course the shelter in place is in order and everybody is working from home i think a lot of companies have been recommending their employees to work from home starting actually, you know, last week or even the prior week. So how is that affecting how we do recruiting? What what have yeah, you been hearing? Uh, the biggest impact is probably on the on-site interviews, right? Because all of a sudden no mm-hmm. one is able to do on-site interviews, which is uh, shocking to many who have never done that before. Like for Code Signal, for example, we've been moving towards remote first for quite a while now. So we're used to doing remote on sites. Uh, but for companies who have never really done that, are companies that really have a process around how they do their own sites, from like giving a candidate a tour of the office to, you know, giving them like a gift bag to, uh, having sort of pre-briefs and debriefs. Yeah, yeah like right. a lot of sort of processes that have been well honed that are designed for kind of in-person off-site interviews. And all of a sudden, that's no longer an option. And slowing down hiring is also not an option. So really what it comes down to is like, okay, we have to figure out how to conduct in-person interviews uh formerly in-person interviews remotely. And it's Mm -hmm. causing a lot of anxiousness and a lot of fear around like, how is this even going to work? Yeah. So I can, I can also imagine, you know, unlike, you know, we've been doing it slowly and testing out and iterating over time, Mm -hmm. but a lot of companies have to just move everything from zero to hundred percent overnight, essentially. So what are some of the things that, they're having the most trouble with. Is that the being able to reschedule everything online and giving the people the right tools so that they can actually meet virtually? Or let's start with that. How are they they currently kind of uh, conducting even the interview, especially things like technical interview, which is difficult to do? Yeah, I know. So uh, there's a few things. I think the first thing that people are struggling with the most is uh, the transition piece, right? Because like with an in-person interview is, you know, one person walks out, the recruiter comes in, says everything feeling good, you need a bathroom break, et cetera, et cetera, and then brings in the next interviewer. 
that no longer works. So now you have like a need to have a smooth transition where all of that happens online. And mm -hmm. I think the key here is having it like a pre-existing setup around it, right? Like usually having dedicated, either dedicated Zoom links that people are going to be, the candidate knows to go to, or a just one Zoom link that the candidate can sit on and then all the other interviewers know on their exact time to change. So like you either optimize for as soon as like one finishes, like every interviewer has to finish on time and the next one can join that URL or uh, you have dedicated ones for each. Usually dedicated ones for each works better because that way if one interview runs over a little bit, it's not really like somebody poking, poking in their head into the interview being like, oh, I'm sorry. Are you not done yet, et cetera, et cetera. Because in a real life scenario, you can actually see that they're sitting there. You don't have to like get in the middle of the conversation and have to get out and create all sorts of awkward situations. Right. Uh, so that's one. You are missing because it's virtual and you cannot see it directly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that's one. The second one is around like usage of the right tooling because all of a sudden, you know, uh, you need to conduct, for example, remote technical interviews and remote technical interviews, uh, and especially the remote technical interviews that used to be on site, which tend to be a lot more in depth. So even though some companies do have experience conducting like remote phone interviews, remote technical phone interviews, since on sites tend to be more in depth, for example, like a lot of on site interviews tend to be based around projects, kind of collaborating on a large project to work together. And that's not something that most organizations have experienced doing remotely. And that's another friction point. So figuring out ways to fix that. And so a lot of our uh, customers who haven't been using the code signal interview product have been reaching out asking like, uh, is this something that's supported? And fortunately enough that we've been doing that for, for a while for our own interviews and for some of our customers. Uh, so really utilizing tools like code signal for remote technical interviews and being able to kind of code on realistic projects as well as system design interviews where you need to potentially do some whiteboarding and uh, talk about like high level design and not just like the pure coding component of it. Right. Uh, so that's the tool link and then mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, go for it. Yeah, and then I think that's the kind of a point on sharing your screen over your own IDE doesn't really do much because like you cannot you know collaborate on the project together and then do the pair programming. Mm -hmm. So uh, you know having a more proper tool that actually supports all that natively with a video camera and so on yep. is going to make a huge difference in you know making the interview much smoother and just easier to do, right? Exactly. Plus you have two big issues with screen sharing is when you screen share, it's a violation of candidates' privacy because if you jump on the call mm -hmm. and all of a sudden it's like, hey, can you please share your screen? Well, maybe I have stuff on my screen that I don't want you to see. And it's also a legal risk, right? So like it opens up liability around uh, later if a candidate uh, files a complaint saying that like, hey, there was some unfair judgment because of what the person saw on my desktop. Uh, you really have no way to to defend against that. So screen yeah, screen sharing is like a mm -hmm. yeah opens a box that you don't want to open really. So right. Yeah. Uh, and also, I mean, like you, you don't want to do this on Google Doc where you cannot even run the code 
or like there's no autocomplete or, you know, all the little things that can make your life much easier and better when you're coding. Yeah. So that, mm -hmm. that Google Doc is also not an option here. Yep. Of course. And the last thing around the operational component of it, I think when companies are forced to do remote on-sites, uh, they kind of forget things that are just core to having a great on-site experience from pre-briefs mm -hmm. to debriefs, right? So like most companies who know how to do on-sites well, they know you need a pre-brief to talk about like, what are we measuring? How are we measuring it? Who is focusing on what questions? Who's focusing on what attributes? Uh, you know, who's going to play which role during the process? So that's a given for most companies who do on-sites well. And all of a sudden, because it has moved remote, uh, it's easy to forget that you still need that, right? Uh, similar right. for the uh, for the debrief, right? Just because you're doing it remotely doesn't mean that like just writing stuff on the ATS is enough to make an informed decision. You still need that. You still need the plan of like meeting beforehand, meeting afterwards, and having a clear discussion around what's the plan and what are what's the outcome based on that plan. And of course, you mean among the, among the right, you mean the debrief and pre-brief among the people who are involved in the interview process, the the interview committee. Yeah. Got the it. hiring committee, yeah. exactly, right? So the hiring committee right. hiring doing those meetings. I mean, this is a given when it comes to kind of like in-person on-sites, but again, right. because right. of all the moving pieces, people are like, do we need this? Do we not need this? What was this for? And that's key, right? Like when you remove these important pieces that uh, they were there for a reason, and all of a sudden, if you take mm -hmm. them off, uh, all sorts of confusions arise and the overall quality of your hiring decisions and the candidate experience, which is still king, right? At the end of the day, mm -hmm. you know, when you do like a candidate, when you're going to make them an offer, their experience is going to determine whether they accept that offer or not. And forgetting to deliver an amazing candidate experience and wow them, even if it's happening remote, is a key mistake that can lead to pretty terrible outcomes. Yeah. And let's talk about the candidate experience a little bit more. Like, I think the debrief and pre-brief would be also helpful for the candidate itself. I think usually you during the on-site interview, you know, recruiter will greet the candidate and then like, you know, mm -hmm. tell the candidate, you know, here's what we're going to do today, who you're going to meet and when, and, you know, exactly. and also they usually put in you know, at the end of the interview, like just talk about, okay, well, we are going to meet at this time and then, you know, get back to you on the next step at this time. But so that those also need to be scheduled ahead of time so that it's not like you finish the last interview with the interviewer and then you don't hear from the recruiter for a while or you're wondering what's happening. How about, yep. so the candidate experience from the how about all those like more personal touch points? Like, so for example, a lot of companies also take the candidates to lunch and have them meet, um, have the candidate meet the rest of the team, whether or not they're on the interview committee or not. Um, how mm -hmm. can people kind of also bring that experience online? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've seen teams literally do like remote lunches. I mean, honestly, what is a lunch? You're like, you're having a 
meal and you're talking about just not necessarily about like, oh, asking tricky interview questions. Hopefully you're not asking tricky interview questions, but like it's a casual conversation about the company, about the person. Uh, I've seen companies do happy hours remotely through Zoom, right? Where everybody grabs a drink and you're just sitting on Zoom and like enjoying a drink and talking about things. Yeah. No one stops you from kind of doing that. Uh, It can feel slightly awkward, but I can see you just kind of, Maybe you even order food for the candidate, like food ordering apps are still booming. So mm-hmm. like you deliver them a nice lunch and then the, whoever was supposed to take them out for lunch, they can kind of conduct that lunch interview together without having to skip that, thus reducing the candidate experience where it's a stressful interview after stressful interview on an empty stomach in the middle mm-hmm. of it all. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, you know, you can also kind of uh, use this opportunity to kind of, uh, you know, not take things seriously, but like kind of a joke about how, you know, we're, we're doing lunch remotely or happy hour remotely and exactly. you know, how kind of also, yeah, show, show the candidate that we can be, you know, adjusting as we go and figuring it out together. Yeah. So. Yeah, it shows resourcefulness. And as you said, right, like taking everything too seriously or like looking at it from the negative side, there's already enough negativity around us. So like trying to be positive and trying to be resourceful around how you achieve all of those, Uh, just like we're being resourceful right now, uh, running a podcast that usually happens in person uh, on a video call. So, yeah, exactly. Well, Thank you so much for your tips and advice today and insights. Um, For everyone who's watching, if you'd like more tips and advice on data-driven recruiting, please visit ddr.codesignal.com and we'll see you next time.